0: Hey, hey, nerds. Welcome back. It is another episode of Opticians Unhinged. Hey. And, uh, and so for this week, we are discussing the anatomy of eyewear. And so I said that we were going to discuss quality eyewear in last week's episode. But then I was like, wait a minute. Like, it doesn't make sense to discuss that before we discuss... The parts of the frame otherwise you're just going to be like I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> so that's what we're going to discuss uh, anyway. mm. so anywho um, so yes jumping mm. off to oh I didn't know that uh, um, yeah. so frames parts of frames anatomy of frames um, so So I'm just going to start with this piece right here, the big long piece. And that's what I like to call a frame front or a face plate, as I like to call it, because originally like with the plastics, especially, it just starts off as like a sheet of material. So plate sheet, whatever. and then we've got the temples, which are the ones that go, like, down the side of your head. Um, and then we've got the arms,
1: The arms! The arms!
0: Some people call them arms. Some people call them um, legs. I've heard them called legs. Legs, yes. Stems. I've heard them called stems. What else can you think of? I think that might be it. Um, So, yeah, this is going to be your frame face. And then these bad boys back here, these are going to be the temples, Um, those little guys that are kind of like popping out right there around here. Those are going to be your nose pads, but we're going to have to like discuss like a nose pad and a nose pad. Um, So I prefer to call that your bridge, which is going to be like this little area right through here. Yeah, I'm going to
2: take my frame off for the people that are watching. This is also a nose pad.
0: Yes. So there's saddle bridges, which is what you usually see on, um, on like a plastic frame. So there's the saddle bridge, which is this piece here. And this just kind of comes up and around. And it's just basically the little nubbies that rest on our nose. Um... Mm -hmm. But in the case of Nothing. most metal frames and even some plastic frames, you get the metal nose pads. And if you are a listener or if you're in the industry, we all know that there's some sort of stigma around metal and nose pads. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Lou?
2: Oh, man. That's a hard one. Um Cause, uh, okay, so a lot of people think that they're very uncomfortable because mm-hmm. they like put a lot of pressure right there, and then they leave those markings on your right. nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has more to do with the weight of the frame in your lenses than it does the actual nose pad. Um, and then if you put a larger nose pad. It's going to take some of that weight better. You know, I just, I have mixed feelings. I think I have both. I mm-hmm. have plastics and I have metals. Uh, I don't think one is more comfortable than the other. The only time the, here it is, here it <laughs> is, you knew it was coming. Yep. The only time I'm like, dang it, there's nose pads is when, um, as a terrible progressive wearer, instead of looking for my reading area, I take my glasses off and I put them on my head. <laughs> and I have my hair up in a pretty ponytail, you know, I'm all like, so cute. And then I go to take my glasses off my head and the stinking nose pad is trapped on my hair and now it's messed up my
0: hairdo. Mm, might have ripped yeah. out a couple of strands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, guys, ladies, people, if you don't want to get a progressive and you take your glasses on and off constantly, one, whether it has nose pads or not, don't put it on your head. It's not a hat. And you're stretching them out. And in the case of some types of hinges, you're damaging frame like it's just bad so don't don't do yeah. that and um, don't do what I do yeah like what what's the saying uh, do as I say not say as I do is that what it is that what I'm thinking about say, not I say. yeah something like that um, Go on to the next thing so okay. um, anywho so those are the main parts of the frame in terms of like large parts but then there's like the little itty bitty guys that go into making the frame um and i'm gonna say one of the first things i look for when i'm looking for like a quality frame are the hinges i don't know about you what do you look for
2: hinges Ooh, when when i'm looking for a quality frame
0: So let's say that, let's say that you have a patient come in off the street. You've never seen this person before. That's not one of your patients. And you know, they're like, I'm looking for something just like this. And they hand you something and let's say it doesn't fit or whatever. But like one of the first things that I look for is whether or not they have a spring hinge So like I immediately check for that only because it's such an uphill battle with some patients um, with, with the spring hinges. Um, So yeah, uh, that's one of the first things I look for. And then maybe material. Yeah. No, I never check for
2: spring hinges because I won't sell you spring hinges. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So even if you have a spring hinge, I'm not going to, guide you towards the spring hinge
0: oh no I'm no no okay, no! no, no. i'm just ah. trying to prepare myself for telling them why i don't want to sell them that again <laughs> it's more like ah. yeah you're coming in and you're like hey i want something just like this and i'm kind of looking for a reason to tell you that you could be doing better does that make sense yeah so you know from from the optician standpoint. We feel
2: very differently, though.
0: We do. Um, Like, you're kind of, I'm just going to give you what I think is going to work best. And you're very yeah. direct. Where for me, yeah. I try to have more of a conversation, I guess, in a sense. The it's fluffy con- one. I am the fluffy one. But, I mean, people love the fluffy. Like, you know. People love me, too. People do love
2: Listen, I'm, I'm more like, um, like, uh, what do you call those people that make clothes? A um, tailor? A tailor. I'm like, okay, let me take your measurement. Tell me what you want. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll go get it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I think
2: for me, um. You're uh... more like, you're more a designer. You're like. Yeah. All the conversation about your life and your past and your future and, and I'm like, no, nah, I got time for that.
0: Well, I think that might be one reason why I ended up doing this. Like, for me, fitting patience was like a passion where it was just kind of like, Hey, let me get you in touch with your inner you and find some great frames, man. <laughs> Um, maybe
2: that's why I'm doing this I'm like listen <laughs> this is what you're doing wrong this is what you're doing right yeah let's get oh. this done
0: oh man <laughs> it's so it's so crazy because we both had like such great results with our our yeah. abilities with our patients and like and then we had our own patients where it's like where's Lucia or you're not her I'm leaving and <laughs> like i'll be back later <laughs> um so uh one thing that i kind of wanted to go over is showing patients like how to identify the size that you're currently wearing oh,
1: yeah
0: and whether or not that size is necessarily like the right size um ladies yeah Have you
2: shopped at Old Navy for jeans? (laughs) All ladies know. If you want to feel good about yourself, go buy jeans at Old Navy. Now, (laughs) if you want to feel crappy about yourself, Uh go buy jeans at, like, Express or or Macy's. Not (sighs) all sizes are the same. And designers do sizing differently, even if yep. it's the same number. I, I And I can attest to this. I can get up in the morning and be X weight and go to Express, you know, the clothing store, mm-hmm. try jeans on, and I'm like 10 size bigger than I thought I was that morning and then go to Old Navy and be 10 size smaller than oh, what I man. thought I was that morning.
0: So, I think but, the dif- difference between those places is also where they're made. Uh, I think Express is like you want some of those countries that just naturally make things smaller, where Old Navy's like, we make things for Americans, and they're fat. <laughs> so, so, they just make things larger. I, I swear, I'm not wrong. Hey,
2: I, I feel better about myself after buying some jeans at a navy. I mean I same
0: I can actually buy jeans at Old Daisy <laughs> I, I haven't been to an jeans. Express in years Oh man I, I I walk past them I'm like oh that would be super cute but I used my... to wear them all the time Oh man time. Yeah but you At one point in your life And even still You're much smaller than me <laughs> I don't think I've ever been Express size small <laughs> So, on the side of the temple, there's going to be, I like to tell people three sets of numbers. So, it'll be a two-digit, a two-digit, and a three-digit number. And it's usually, like, the first number is somewhere between, like, 40-something, and I've seen them go up to, like, 65. Um, So that's going to be your eye size. Um, So with your eye size, that is basically saying how wide your lens is from one side to the other. And I wore like a really thin frame today so that you could actually kind of get a better idea without all the extra plastic. Um, So it'll be from one side to the next, and that's going to be your eye size. So let's say this one is a 54 um so that would be a 54 eye size just on one lens um it does not take into account both lenses uh so that would give you a general idea of like how wide of a lens you might need some people have enormous eyes some people have little teeny tiny eyes but sometimes people will have little teeny tiny eyes that are smushed really close together in a really big head um and those are like really difficult so Lucia how do you kind of combat things like that yes round is your friend round is your friend
2: (laughs) (laughs) if your eyes are funky round is your friend if your shape of your head is funky round is your friend Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
0: So Lucia is a diehard round frame fanatic and she is yeah. the only optician I know that can frame anybody in a round. Yeah. There is yeah. a round for everybody. There's I round that round all the time. There's egg round, there's like like an oval round, like this chick. Yep. She there, how you are with the round is how I am with color palette. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got like a round for everything, and you're like, nah, this this one is it's it's too pointy at the top. Like that's not gonna work.
2: So the one I'm wearing today is a round with edges. Look at that. Look at the shape of that. How cool is that?
0: I like that one. Is that the the one with the little yeah, yeah? So this frame that she's wearing, you guys, our rep was trying to talk us out of getting this frame when we decided mm-hmm. we wanted to stock it because she said that nobody's gonna buy it and then we sold it like nobody crazy. would wear that And uh, yeah and every time that you wore that one people asked mm-hmm. about it they, they yes. liked it so i sold
2: it off my face all the time
0: yep it is definitely one of those situations uh Personally speaking, I feel like if you're working in an optical, you should have at least three pairs of glasses if you're going to work there, um, yeah. if not at a minimum of seven. I work six days a week and there's seven days in the week. So, you know, I don't like to wear the same frame to work every single day. I don't like, I like yeah. to be like that chick where she has such a huge wardrobe, she could never possibly wear the same thing twice. So that's kind of how I am with glasses. And now I'm trying to learn how to make my own glasses. So I'll have an infinite array of frames. Yay. I
2: can't wait. I can't wait.
0: We, uh, we successfully cut acetate this week. Yes. Still waiting on my, um, my temple shooter thing for the temples. Um, But you know, I know it. It sounds like really small and minute, but just being able to cut it out without burning the material or you know, just completely wrecking it. Like to me, that was such a rewarding thing. It's like, oh yeah. my god, it actually cut out. This is totally wearable. It. It was great. So yay. Um. So anywho, I on average. Back to the eye size bit. On average, I usually am like 52 to 55, depending on the style of the frame. And I like to tell all of my patients that your eye size is a loose number, like it's not going to make or break a frame. You could get a 50, a 50 eye size, and normally wear a 53. But on the right cut frame, um, then that 50 would be just fine and you would be nice and centered on the lens. Um, maybe the frame was like made really wide, but you need a really small lens like those um, the little teeny tiny. You remember that one patient that would always come in with his little teeny tiny lenses, <laughs> the little ugh, Peabody lenses? That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean the eye size on that was what like 42, 45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um just kind of um to
2: give you an idea. Okay. So the glasses on my face right now are 51. Mhm. Mm-hmm. The glasses on my face right now
0: are 50. Mm-hmm. And these look bigger than these. I, th- I think that that's because of how the temple, like, swings out a little farther on that one. I always loved that frame, though. <laughs> that was such a cool frame. I love all my <clears throat> I think that so, we have some great frames. Huh? We have great frames. Yeah. So, don't get too, too
2: concerned about Size, Mm -hmm. um, it's a good guide, a good starting point, even. Agreed. But don't don't get hung up on it. There's many other things you can get hung up on. Don't get hung up on numbers.
0: For the patients out there in the world, I've had many patients who have come across my fitting desk absolutely refusing to buy anything that is not the size that they came in asking for. Mm -hmm. Despite me saying, this is not the size you need. Well, I've worn this size for 20 years. Great. Are you the same weight as you were 20 years ago? Have you gained weight, lost weight? It changes on your body every seven years anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, you could come in with this off the wall size. We might not have it, but we can find a frame that fits you really well. But I've had people that would turn it down and I'm like, look, you can go somewhere else and someone will fit you in that size. But I'm telling you they're not doing their job very well if they are. So, you know, if you've got somebody standing there telling you, Hey, you don't need this size. You truly do not need that size. Um, so, yeah, don't be afraid to so,
2: branch out. For the patients out there, for the patients out there, if you go somewhere to get glasses and the first thing they do is look at the size of your frame and start looking for that exact same size, run. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing. They're You're just a number. It's not a good practice. Go somewhere else. No. If you go if... somewhere... And they look at your glasses and they start asking you a lot of questions. And then it's a little annoying. Stay. <laughs> they yeah. know what they're doing.
0: Yes. Because, right. It's a huge because, huge difference. You know, if I've been in some opticals where nobody even helps you. Like you you they just sit at the desk and wait for you to come up and say, I'm ready to check out. And anyways, Um, So the second set of numbers beside your eye size is your bridge. So this is going to be how wide it is across your nose. And um, again, that number can change and it's It's totally acceptable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it's Um, not the size of your nose. (laughs)
0: Right. No, it is the width of the actual frame. So like the inside to inside. Um, And that, yeah. And there's different styles of bridges. um, And we're going to eventually go into that in the next episode. Um, but you know, there's like the metal ones that we've already discussed. There's the saddle bridge, there's a keyhole bridge, there's lots of different styles and every single one of those is going to fit your nose differently. And therefore you're going to need a different width to make it fit comfortably. Um, so there's and that. And then the last set of, of numbers that,
2: is what up? on top of mm-hmm. all that, they're depending on the frame shape. And your
0: personal style, that number could change. Mm-hmm. This is true, too. Some people can be really particular about having their frames sit on their nose. Some people want it sitting just above yep. their nose. Some people like to wear their frames yep. at the bottom of their nose. Or if you're anything like me, I like mine smashed up against my face. It's just a personal preference. There's no right yep. or wrong. I can't. It just feels man. better there. No. Yeah,
2: I cannot stand my nose being touched by the frame, unless yeah. like, it's the nose pad. Um, mine has mm-hmm. to be above ah uh, my lacrimal line, but under mm-hmm. the bottom of my eye eyebrows. So I'm very specific when it comes to where that middle part is gonna go.
0: Uh, I think for me, whenever I'm looking for myself, I typically am going to be drawn to the most obnoxious look first. Uh,
1: yeah. But, <laughs> yes,
0: uh, but then, but I will eventually start narrowing it down, complaining about how it's fitting. Like, this isn't good for me. I don't like it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, she will. The last set of numbers is your temple length. So that is how long your temple, your leg, your stem, your whatever you want to call it, is from front to back.
1: Um,
0: I've- um, I, uh,
2: this is one complaint I do have. Um, I don't make glasses. I know nothing about making glasses. So maybe you have an insight on this. But I feel mm-hmm. like the temples are so generic and i don't know who decided that between 135 and 140 was everybody like one size or two sizes fits all um which it yeah. doesn't i do like there no. are some companies that we had that you could actually cut it down uh and that was helpful mm-hmm. but like why 135 to 140 like i have frames I specifically got because they have nose pads, so they can be Mm -hmm. out of my face, but then Mm -hmm. they're back into my face because if I put them out of my face, the 135 is too short. And then it can't reach my... We need to do better with temples. I know The one In general, to the world out there of eyeglass makers... Let's figure something out for the temples because there's no way that four sizes will fit every human in this
0: world. Well, I definitely think that, okay. That's kind of so that. some companies like let's say Etnia. Okay. So Etnia is really good at having a variety of temple sizes But, uh, you know, with them, if your size, your eye size increases, the temple length increases, but you might not always need that. So I feel like there needs to be some more mix and match options in the world. But when we're talking ready to wear fashion and that stuff that's pre-made and it's not for you, you can buy it off of a shelf. uh, There's not very many companies out there that will give you that option, but some do exist. And to me, those are the real MVPs in the ready to wear (laughs) eyeglass world because they're like, you know what? We can adjust this if you need us to. Um, Right. Blackfin and the fact that they made it so easy for people to trim the
1: temples on
0: that. Oh my God. So all frame. So
1: my. Do you need me to move my camera?
0: Oh. Oh. Nice fan. It the Uh so Ovo, what I was saying about Ovo was yes. you can order multiple sizes of temples from Ovo. Um the only thing is, is that their style of their temple never changes. And to a degree, right. I both hate and love that. Um, I love that It definitely makes it a lot easier For somebody to come in and be like You know This just doesn't feel good I need a longer one and I'll be like alright man So you give me like $80 And I'll get you what you need <laughs> So let
2: me tell you what I did <clears throat> So I had a patient That had a red frame it's That little tiny red With the white inside Mm-hmm. Frame that was oval and then uh, that was last year and then the next year we did a green frame mm-hmm. so then last uh, Christmas I was like yo for Christmas time we should change your temples on your frames. <laughs> so she had a red front frame oh, with I green temples that. and a green front frame with red temples she was so happy. She loved love
0: it. it. And yeah. it's it's such a quirky thing, but it's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> she was so happy with it. And I was happy that she was happy. So,
2: oh man. That's the goal, people. Happy patient, make mm-hmm. happy opticians. Yes. Happy think- patients for the right reasons, not happy patients because they one upped you. Or they got refunded. or No, having patience because you have taken the time to know them personally and know that this crazy lady was going to go with this crazy idea of having Christmas classes.
0: I mean, I would think, let me see. I think we had at least five patients who would come in and be like holiday friends for whatever reason, like they just had money to burn. Um, And let's say, let's say that you're in an office where, you know, you don't really change your inventory all that much, but you have access to other stuff. Like, dude, take the time to fit your patient with whatever it is that they're asking for. If they're looking for a freaking Valentine's day frame, that's Barbie pink. um, Go ahead and find that for them. And if you can't, do not force these people to buy from you. That drives me crazy. Like, you don't have what they're looking for. Don't try to sucker them into buying something different and having them settle for less than what they wanted. I don't and agree with people that. people appreciate.
2: Um, so I do have a story about that. I had a patient come in and he was very young. Very mm-hmm. young. Like, early 20s and he needed some um, safety frames. Mm -hmm. And we had 10 safety frames, we didn't have enough. Like, we knew that, that was not what we wanted to do. That Mm -hmm. was not what we did. So I looked at him and I, I didn't even read the room. I didn't look around. It was me and my patient. I wasn't aware of anyone being there. But this is how i treated my patients i was like dude i don't have enough frames you're gonna spend a lot of money on something that i'm not gonna give you the best product go down to this other place a mile away mm-hmm. they have a lot they'll probably have a contract with your company you'll be nothing out of pocket it's, it's just the best thing for the patient mm-hmm. um so, of course, he was super appreciative and he's like, oh, but I want to do business with you and I'm like, and you will but not this business because this is not this is not what you need. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what I didn't realize was that the person that was waiting that was a person waiting so he left and I went I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I didn't see you there, I didn't know there was someone waiting and she was like I appreciate what you just did for that dude. And I was like, well, you know, he's young and this is what he needed. I don't have it. And she's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I really appreciate because I can see that being my son in a boutique and getting spending money that he doesn't need to spend. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's go back to talking about those other two pairs of glasses that we were talking about the last time I was here. And it made me a huge sell
0: and I didn't do it for that reason, but people see it. You know, so working on the corporate end of big box and, you know, KPIs are a big thing. But if you let these patients leave and buy somewhere else, it's going to show up on these reports that you had a walkout. then you end up in this hairy situation where you're basically like uh holding your patient prisoner and and, but you know let your patient leave it for me i like being able to tell somebody hey i don't have what you're looking for i'm not going to have what you're looking for um i can professionally refer you elsewhere if a doctor can refer you elsewhere why can i not refer you elsewhere for your glasses right. so, i know that's my rant for the day but you know let your patient leave if you don't have what they're looking for stop trying to just sell them something to sell it the, to them like moving on so we talked about the temple length and oh hinges girl hinges All right, so there are multiple types of hinges in the world, you guys. Um, It's what holds your glasses on your face
2: to your temple.
0: Yes. So that way you're not like having to just hold your glasses in place like a monocle
1: or something.
0: Um, So with the hinges, those will always be located in the same place, but they will not always be the same design.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and if you guys can't tell, we feel some type of way about spring loaded hinges. Um, so when you are checking your frames, um, um, so if you're anything like me, I check if it has a spring hinge because I'm probably going to avoid it. um, And there is a lot of contention from patients, from opticians, from whoever, um, about spring-loaded hinges. Some patients won't buy a frame unless it has a spring-loaded hinge. Some people won't sell a frame unless it does. Um, I'm here to say that the most commonly requested thing in glasses are spring-loaded hinges. I very rarely I have somebody come in and be like, I only need, uh, or I, I can't buy a frame unless it has a, a temple of this particular size or uh, it has to be this style of nose pad. I, mean, I will have patients come in specifically asking for spring hinges, um, and we didn't sell very many of them at our last no. practice. even we didn't when... have
2: very many of them.
0: No, like, when we were picking... That was by design. Yeah, when we were picking our frames, we would only pick a a select few, and the ones that did have spring-loaded hinge, it was either by a company that only made it that way, my my whole thing with that. The most commonly requested part of a frame from patients is also, for the optician, the most commonly damaged one. Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) Um, Not. Not. So spring-loaded hinges, they break a lot. And sometimes they're broken in a way where people will say that they're broken and they're actually not. Um, And then sometimes they will break in such a way that they'll tell you that your frame just needs to go in a graveyard and call it a day. Um, I am here to tell you that, neither of those things need to be the case. Um, So with the spring-loaded hinge, uh, if that spring truly does break, um, most labs that you work with as an optician will have access to repair services and it would blow your mind at how many patients would love you to pieces For fixing a frame that you just told them needs to go in the can. Unfixable. Unfixable. And that's not true. So, um, you can replace a hinge. Um, Patience. Do not. Do not. Super glue. Super glue your temples. Don't. Anything. And here's why. So, let's say you buy your glasses from a big box optical and they offer you a warranty okay um they have the right to refuse to warranty that frame if you have soldered or super glued it because that for the frame manufacturer that they buy the frame from is you have done damage to the frame uh it doesn't matter if the hinge was broken first or not and this is your repair for it they don't care So some places can and will, I have had to do it, deny a frame because if I tried to send that frame back in for credit, I'm going to get billed for the replacement and then I in turn would have to charge the patient. So uh, I started sending things off for repair. If you've already done the damage to the frame and I can't warranty it, I'm not going to let you walk out of my door without offering you a solution. So it's like, hey, I know you did all this. The best thing that we can do now is send this off for repair. Somebody can pluck all—I mean, clean all the glue off, clean the frame, replace the hinge, and it'll cost you like forty dollars, fifty dollars. Just depends on how bad it is, um, you know. Uh, it, and sometimes it's even less than that. So and then there's there's that other thing, you know, if you
2: are looking for Spring hinges because it's more comfortable or whatever. Uh, no, first of all, let's let's talk about getting you in a frame that's not as heavy because that's probably what your problem is.
1: Mm-hmm. But then, like
2: Ovo has this hinge thing here.
0: It's not a spring. It's just the way they design that's Ovo with their hinge design and the fact that it's a springless spring is yeah. It's oh, amazing. They yeah. kind of use, like, pressure. Uh, and then there's other companies
2: that are coming out with different solutions for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evatic has a really cool, it looks like like this. Oh, yeah. And like two claws. Yeah. And it, it does the same thing as a spring loader. Without the spring
0: loading. Yeah. So, the I'm not opposed. Those options. To, yeah, I'm not opposed to spring hinges. I am opposed to a spring-loaded chamber hinge where it's built into the frame. Now, if it's designs like what you're explaining, how it's like a tension spring, then yeah. by all means, go for that. Um, I have way less problems with those in my experience. Most yeah. other opticians that I talk to don't complain about that um find something that fits you properly to start with because if you live with your frame constantly splayed out it's eventually just going to break it's going to break you're just putting tension on that spring in there it's kind of like it's kind of like getting a
2: rubber band and putting it on your Mm -hmm. jeans Mm -hmm. and saying that it fits better (laughs) <laughs> no you need to go up a size
0: <laughs> yeah like it, it's just come on guys and and for the people out there they're like oh well that doesn't really fit that great let's find one with a spring-loaded hinge oh you're not god don't. Up. you're not no you're not doing it um so that's my rant on the spring-loaded hinges and we're going to dive more into that next week when we start talking about quality eyewear um yes. Yes. uh you guys don't be afraid to ask your lab
1: if you can send something in yes. for pair service it yes okay Listen, depending on where you are in the world, um,
2: when I lived in Virginia, in Virginia Beach, there is a couple brothers that open their own little thing, and they do repairs all day long. That's all they do. They don't fit glasses. They don't fix glasses. They, don't, they just repair frames all day, every day. So there might be something like that near you. Um, If you're an optician, be aware of that
1: um, and start sending people business. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a
2: patient and you're frustrated because you were just told that your frame is trash,
1: do some research. Maybe it's not. Maybe you can find somebody that's going to fix it for you. And if all else fails, electrical tape works magic. It does. Electrical tape is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yay. Berserk. Sorry. OK. Mm-hmm. Right. Huh? Mm. uh uh-huh. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to go check her out. Yes. Ooh. Nope, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs>